I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Alistair. A- Andrew. Let's start this thing off right by talking about Harry's. Oh, finally. Harry's. Great shave at a reasonable price. Mm. You know that you know that you know that, uh, that factory they got in Germany. They've mm-hmm. been honing quality, durable blades mm-hmm. for a hundred years. That's all I've heard. Per blade, you know. <gasps> yeah, each blade takes a hundred years. There's only oh. like three. Okay, so- and so you want to get one of them while you still can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. No, they won't like me. They don't. They won't like me telling it like this, will they? No, no, no. But. But, but, they won't but like the me, essence they is still true. Me, they won't like me lying about how many blades they have, saying that they're strictly sure. limited. But the essence, <laughs> the essence of what you're saying is that there's a lot of hard work and craftsman, craftsmanship that's yes. gone into each blade. Correct, into every single blade, and you can get those straight to your door. You know, you don't need a subscription. You know, you can just go on, just buy the blades. Like you just buy them when you need them, if you want, and they'll mm-hmm. come straight to you. I you love don't that have it. to sign up to the every month thing. Anyway, I got a lot more to say about Harry's later on in the. Uh, in the podcast, um, mm. but suffice to say, harrys.com forward slash think tank, get yourself your free trial set, your trial set today, and um, live not just your best life, but anybody's best life. Mm. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank. The show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Is that what we do? I think so. Well, yeah. we're going to start that now. <laughs> Episode 206. New, it's, 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 a new, a new, it's a fresh approach. Approach Now, five sketch ideas. Mm, I like that. Mm. You know, and I guess, but should we define what a sketch is? <laughs> I think that would be a mistake at this point. <laughs> no. Should we define what, what five is? What, what, is? what is a what is a sketch? What mm-hmm. do you think? What 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 in its essence is a sketch to you? For me, I would say it is a scenario mm-hmm. that occurs. Mm. Um, it is based in a world mm. and something that can be interpreted <laughs> as humorous <Yeah>. happens. <laughs> Great. Well, but so what? Like. Could a sketch just be somebody sitting down telling a joke? I don't think it could, right? Like, you wouldn't call that a sketch. If it's just a man sitting at a table, mm. looking at the camera and telling a joke. No. Then for me, that's not it. But that, That's not a sketch. It's almost like there's not a scenario. It feels like that is... Yes. You've, you've removed... You need a context. Mm. You need a context? So it can't just be somebody staring, you know, sitting on a, on a white, you know, with a white background. Yep. Staring at a wall, just telling one joke. feels like something has to happen... In the world that he's in. Now, is it still a sketch if there's no audience, right? Say we write something that we think is really funny. Mm-hmm. We go together in a small room and we perform it and it's never seen by anyone other than us, mm. never experienced in any way. Is that a sketch? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a sketch. That's definitely a sketch. Yeah, yeah. What if both of us agree that it's not very good? Andy, it's like that Wu-Tang album. Yes. That only the <gasps> that the pharma bro bought. <laughs> that they were like, only one person will get it. It's going to cost $50 million. What is his name? Like Martin Slecky or something? Something like, like that. Shrekky? Shrek? Shrelecky? Shrelecky? Something like that. It's like what Louis C.K.'s real name is, kind of. Yeah, right. C.K. Zekely. Yeah, right. I think the, that's why he, he started writing it CK because it was mm. that was the easiest way of people pronouncing it. Maybe. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I don't think they have the same name, and but they both have, have the yes. same. <laughs> they both kind of have a similar public uh, <laughs> persona at the moment, you know, in terms of how liked they are. Yeah, sure. Um, but but Andy, it's arguable that uh, that L- Louis CK's situation is he because he had a good public profile. Mm-hmm. And then he got that had a, a, a fall from that, yeah. right? fall from some kind of grace. Yeah. Whereas the farmer bro guy got famous from... for being despicable, so he can only really go up. Yeah, I wonder, right? Mm. Like, can he even be cancelled? It sounded it st- st- seems like he was pre-cancelled. You know, he was. Well, I mean, it was it was a he his his star rose through cancellation. Mm. And he's and then he got sent to prison, right? Which is kind of like. Mm. But then he also, in between those two things, he bought this one Wu Tang album. Yes. That is the model for maybe the one sketch album that we're gonna release. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll mm-hmm. make one. Yeah. And there's only gonna be one copy. Yes. We're gonna have it pressed on vinyl. You know that guy who does vinyl. Yeah. And then we'll Sorf. sell it. <laughs> Sorf. Yeah. And Sorf listens to the show, right? Sometimes, maybe not anymore. He's got a kid now. He's got a life. Sorf. Your dearly a missed. life, a actual life yeah. to take responsibility for. He's taking a life. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking responsibility for yeah. a life. Okay, right, great. I guess everywhere you go, you take a life, don't mm, you? Your life, right. yeah. There, exactly. Everywhere you go, always <laughs> take, take a life, life with you. <laughs> it means you have to have a life. Mm. So that's why people say get a life, so you can take a life. And keep a life. Mm. Nobody ever says keep a life. Keep a life. Yeah. That's what, what you do when you see somebody who's really cool and whose priorities are accurate, mm. right? You say, oh, keep a life, man. Yeah, that's right. As a way of supporting them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is your tone Carry of voice. on. Yeah. There are no... There's a lot of innovation in insults mm-hmm. and a fair bit of innovation in compliments. Yeah. But there's nothing you can shout... That is really just saying, keep doing what you're doing. There's no innovation in that regard. Yeah. Kind of stick, stick. I mean, you know what I felt like was a, a, an innovation in that regard was you do you. That's right. You do you. Yeah. Living your best life. You do you. That's great because it all rhymes. The whole, every word in the mm-hmm. sentence rhymes. Yeah. Is that a poem? You do you? I think so. Mm. Yeah. Should we write it down? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what makes it a poem. Are there any poems that never get written down? Mm. Mm. I think almost certainly yes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, isn't that the whole oral tradition? You know the oral tradition? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fallatio. Fallatio. And, and cunnilingus. <laughs> and analingus, of course. <laughs> is kissing sort of a, is it oral? Um, it's like double oral. It's like so oral that it mm. becomes wholesome again. Mm. Well, I guess kissing is like the 69 of 69-ing, isn't it? Mm, that's right. It's a 69-69. Yeah. It's a double 69. <laughs> and it's these things that are so dirty, right, is that you make a thing double dirty. It makes mm. it wholesome. 
Mm. So if you take 69... So if you're 69ing and you say, baby, let's 69... Yeah. That you're 69 to 69. <laughs> cancels itself out. And then, and it then becomes, it's just a peck on the lips. Yeah, and then it's just a beautiful kiss between lovers. <laughs> a mouth kiss between lovers. If you... Here's a here's a here's a, here's like here's another take on the sixty nine idea. Yeah. Right. Because you know you've got the kiss, right? Yeah. Which is you know quite intimate. The kiss on the lips is quite intimate. But then there's the peck on the cheek, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's you know not quite so intimate. That's almost sort of uh, casual mm. acquaintance type thing. Yeah. Now the sixty nine version of that is yeah. where you <laughs> flip around and you just both peck each other on the thigh. On the thigh or on the bu- <laughs> or on the buttock. On the, on the buttock cheek, you know? <laughs> it, and, and so it's weird, but it's definitely much more wholesome. It is It is more wholesome, and it and it is something that you could maybe just do as a sort of a greeting. Mm, absolutely. You, yeah. One on each it's cheek. It's non-sexual. No, no, unless you kind of flip polite, around like that. It's polite. If you flip around and you're laying down, that is a little bit weird. I don't know. I think that's part of it. Okay, but I mean, what if, like, somebody... I guess, but it's it's nice because it's something you can do with your underpants on. Mm, you know, absolutely, yeah. Outside, outside the pants, sixty nining. Mm, yeah, it's the dry humping of sixty nine. It is sort of. <laughs> um, it's the peck on the. Yeah, it's the peck, peck on the pecker. Peck, peck on the no, not on the pecker. Yeah, you're right. I know. I was just saying that because the words. Yeah, the words were because they led me there. You got led by this. You do you. Mm. Yeah. Which is not that far from a former uh, Indonesian leader's name. You do you you know, Cecilo bang bang. You do you know. <laughs> I wonder if anyone ever ever said that to him. Uh, <laughs> was... You do you know. <laughs> Who are we to judge? Cecilo bang bang. You do you know. You do you know. <laughs> That sounds like you're saying you do you know, which was is he, that card game. Was he? Was he a? Was he a Cecilia Bing Bang? Was he? A, was, he was he an Indonesian prime minister? President? Prime minister? Yeah, I think it so. was. It was Indonesian. Yeah. yeah, there have been so many great names. Mm. Megawati Sakano Putri. Yeah. Oh man, we can't hold a candle to those names. Yeah, it's that. It's them and the the secretary generals of uh, the mm. of the UN who've yeah. got the great names the namesakes but it just kind of shows you it's anytime we're exposed to proper culture pro- proper cult you know proper real diversity real of names and culture. things like that no not where people have had their names sort of anglicized to make mm. it easier and things like well, that well i guess anglicizing yudiono would be you do you know and i'm of course i'm not talking about anglicizing uh, like the leader of <laughs> angela merkel uh, of of germany angela merkel <laughs> <laughs> That's when you make somebody's name more like Angle, Angela. Mm, or yeah. more angular. Sure. By putting it in like a... Uh, what's that font? Uh, italics? Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, yeah. I guess um, so. I that feel is... like Cecilo Bang Bang Udiono... Anglicizing should be just putting words in italics. But actually, I think that's putting... Italics refers to Italian... Something or other. Mm. Anyway, none of this is interesting. The, the leaning none tower of this pizza. Is, no, none no. Of this. Wait, but I was going to say, in terms of angularizing, like uh, angularizing, <laughs> italicizing, because it's a leaning tower of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be sad, that, that, that's surprised if it's related. <laughs> I, 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 Alistair, you've got to write that down. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. It's you know, maybe it's only a half a sketch, but that is a great observation. That <laughs> they really italicized that leading tower of Pisa. Well, that tower of Pisa. 
I just refer to it as the Tower of Pisa um, myself. Really? Yeah. You don't refer to Tower... Uh, well, I have a limp. One of my legs is shorter than the other. So no. to me, all the other towers in Pisa are the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's the only Tower of Pisa. I see, I mm. see. I was going to say that Cecilio Bangbangiriono's name is probably feels angular, angular, like as in there's an angle in there because it feels like it's a name that has three, like, um, what are those things in films there? You got like... Uh, acts? Yeah, it's got three acts. Right, and that makes it angular? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like it's like there's a real left turn or something like that. You know, it goes, Cecilio, right? And then bang, bang, now that's a climax. Yeah, there's a huge <laughs> climax. Something's going on. But Cecilio is like, look, it's soft. It's kind of, you know, it's you could... See it as a, as a name. It's kind of mm. like a bit like Susie. Mm, sure. You know, but, you know, you, you go, look, I could, I could understand. And then bang, bang. Yeah, something's going on. <laughs> there's, there's a climate. A, there's a call to action. Mm, a crisis. You know? It's like Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. You go, how are they going to deal with this? And he said, Yudi Yono. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't and know. And that's the response. It's, yeah. Yudi, it's very close to Yoda. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you okay. know, there's somebody who comes to your aid. Mm. Ono. Do you um, think that we could buy the rights to Cecilio Bang Bang Udiono's <laughs> name? Say we want to turn this into a film. Yeah. <laughs> About his life? No, no, no. Just his name. Just the name. We think there's something there. Yeah. There's a story in that. Um, just for for a note for um, Tower for, of pizza. No, 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 not quite. I said pizza just then. I, I know. know you've that s- it's I think you've said pizza every time. No, no, no. I um, don't. I don't believe that it's pizza. Well, whether or not you believe it, Alistair, that doesn't matter. No, uh, for for um, teleport, which will mm. be the show that we'll be doing at the comedy festival next year. Mm-hmm. Martin and Jerry are coming back from Magma. Martin Chrysalis and Jerry Roberts. Hello, and um, I, I just I just had a thought that there is something about italicizing words. I know we've already done a lot of stuff on letters in mm. Magma, yeah, but the italicizing of things, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess why they're italicized like that. Mm-hmm. You know what that means structurally for the letters. It l- does look like there's been some kind of seismic movement, like some kind of earthquake or something that's caused everything to tilt. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's just something, something to think about there. I, will, I also I'm... thought about this: categorizing numbers by alphabet. We've already done an alphabetical order thing, mm-hmm. but I do like the idea of alphabetizing the numbers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so. So one, two, three. So that's that's already they're already in four alphabet. would obviously go back. So it'd be four, one, two. Well, but then three. five would be coming book oh, no. come before four. So five, four, it'd be, yeah, one, five, two, four. Three. No, no, no. It'd be three, two. because so, uh, it's T H. Yes, yeah, T-W. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, but there's something there. <laughs> no, no, no. I do. I think think there's something there. I think you could, you could at least. Start by tweeting that today. Yeah. Um, I've alphabetized the numbers. Mm. Two, three. If anybody needs this. <laughs> I don't know he. I think we do need to standardize orders, mm. right? Like, it is, it, is, it is weird that there are these different systems for ordering things, mm-hmm. right? And, like, if we just put everything into alphabetical order, then we can put the numbers into alphabetical order. It'll just it'll be easier to keep track of everything. It'd be great to be able to order things in the world via the date-modified mm. uh, method. The date-modified method. Well, you know, like, do you use that on on a computer? No, so I don't you, know what you mean. 
Well, if ever you're looking for a file. <gasps> oh, yes, sorry. The date, yes. Okay, when you sort the fo- the folder or whatever mm-hmm. by the little date modified, of course. By date modified. And so you can just go, oh, this is uh, the most recently modified things. So mm. then you could say, you could see the things that are still getting worked on. You could see the things that haven't been worked on for ages, mm. you know. And I bet you that's what um, James Dyson did when he when he fixed the uh, the, the the hand dryer thing he yeah. goes he goes he sorted all technology all te- by a date mo- modified mm. and he went hand dryers nobody's looked at that for roughly 75 years yeah and so he went bunk and he went oh you can fix this really easily by putting more air Alistair, you're joking you're treating this like it's all a big fucking joke mm. right but I think you're absolutely onto something. Let's go down to the patent office, get mm. all their files, sort by date modified, find the the, the one that is oldest, mm. probably, I don't know, rocks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? No one's fixed like, rocks for ages. <laughs> See what we can do with this. Sure. Right? Rock 2.0. I think it would be great to improve rocks. Do you think we should maybe put some kind of um, one of those like fake marble kind of things where, you know, you can, mm. what's the thing that's causing silicosis? Mm, I think somebody, that was probably tr- somebody trying to update rocks. Yeah. And then they came up with, uh, they invented silicosis. And good on to them. But it, it's great. Good we haven't them. had a great new lung disease for a while. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's great in means, you know, the same way that. Um, the it, Great War was great. No, wow. No, Alexander gonna, the Great? Alexander the Great, who <laughs> hurt a lot of people's lungs by, by putting a spear through them. Um, I, had, I, had, I had the edge of a little thing. What were we talking about uh, before all of that? Uh, the patent office alphabet. Oh, just to add to the alphabetizing mm. uh, the numbers. Mm. We could also, because in Magma, we, we put the alphabet in alphabetical order. We decided it wasn't in alphabetical order. But we could also combine the numbers and the alphabet into one alphanumeric system, right? Sure. And then we, we alphabetize all the letters mm. and the numbers all together in one sort of thing. Sure. So then it would be like, you know, C, D, A, E, H, F, 3... B, you mm. know, whatever. F, 4, G. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and should we give, should the letters also be in, in the number system? Uh, like, should we start counting letters? <laughs> well, that one feels harder. Mm. <laughs> Knowing where the letters go but, I mean, it's just, in a numerical system. I think we would just have to, so we take 0 to 9, which is mm. 10. And then we add the 26 letters. Well, that's basically what they've done in hexadecimal, right? Because mm. it goes 0, 9, and then... Yeah, but then we, we ABCD. turn it into a, a, a base 36 system. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so then we just count. And so, so you know, 0 to 9 will still be worth what they're worth. Mm. But then... Um, or is it going to be a still base 20 at 35 because the 0 isn't counted in the base 10? Mm, no, because if the... Zero wasn't counted, you'd call it a base nine. So it is a base 36. Okay, yeah, you're right. Oh, you're yeah. right, right, right. Um, sorry. Oh, God, That's... this is fun for everyone to listen yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, and then we've already got names for them, mm. but then it means that A would also be worth 10. Yes. B yeah. would be 11. Yeah. Yeah. C, I think that would be 12. I got a feeling. And then D. Unless, it... unless we've 
reordered those alphabetical oh, yeah. numbers according to our, our so, new alphabetized system of the so, alphabet. Yeah, so that's good. And so then, <laughs> so then A would be, well, I guess zero would be zero. Yeah. Or would zero have to be, no, no zero would Zero's be. Zero's out. We got rid of zero, no, no, remember? No, that's right. No, no, zero's back in. <laughs> okay. Zero's back in in the new system because zero is worth 36. Okay. Because it's Z. Oh, yeah, all right. Z-E, zero. Mm. Okay. But then that means that the one, A, would be one. Yep. And that feels natural. That's that's good. One, unfortunately, is then <laughs> worth... Two? No, well, no, one, well, one is O, so... Wait, so let's oh. say like let's say it was just A, B, C, D, E, F. Honestly, so like to, to anyone listening to this who hasn't seen Magma, and even to people who have, this is just white noise. This is four. <laughs> four would be then seven. Four would be seven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll 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 work it out. We'll put this in a spreadsheet. Yeah. We'll put it up on a screen, and. <laughs> The good part is when the numbers are not worth what they're known yes. to be. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. What else can we fuck up? Mm, our lives. Um, did you write anything about taking a life? With that no, idea of everywhere yeah. you go, you take a life. Yeah. Um, I didn't write that down, no. Mm, but um, I'm interested in it. But. Mm. What is the sketch, you know? Mm. Hey, I take a life everywhere I go. Mm. I feel bad for people who don't take a life because that means you don't have a life. Mm. Some motivational, really bad motivational speaker. Yeah, I guess so. Um, or like, you know, like sort of like one of those life be in it type government mm. campaigns that's encouraging people to go mm. out and exercise and that sort of thing. Take a life. Take a life. Have a life. <laughs> take a life today. Um, I mean, it's funny. Yeah. But also, just to bring taking a life back de- back to a um, uh, back to a murder standpoint. Mm. So it is a beautiful, it is quite a nice way to express take, you know. Um, I feel like take a life is to murder mm-hmm. what make love is to fuck. You know, to yeah. take a life is, is, is almost romanticizing. Mm, it's like passing on. You mm. know, it's like it's died, a passing on, murder, take a life, mm. dirty sex, mm. make love. Mm. Dirty sex. Dirty sex. The double 69. <laughs> Did we write down double 69? Oh, you bet. Double That's dirty. That's probably the closest to being a thing. Double dirty the... becomes wholesome. Mm. Two wrongs make a right. Yeah, two. Yeah. It's like you know, uh, you're a TV, you're a TV person, uh, executive, oh. and and you're, you know, the TV production that's happening underneath you. They say they're making some comedy, and they're like, "Hey, we're um, here's the script of what we're gonna be filming uh, next week. Uh, you have any notes?" And you look over it, and you go, "Ah, this thing where you call somebody a cunt. You know, that's a bit. I think that's a bit blue for this. But could mm. we could we either remove that?" Or double dirty it so that it becomes wholesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so then you just call somebody a cunt cunt, and that basically just means a mouth, mm. right? Because from the cunt's point of view, mm-hmm. the cunt's not, <laughs> God, I am saying cunt a lot. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't realise how deep I was, how, how cunt, before cunt. I went until I was quite deep into expressing this thought, just how much 
of the mm. dirtiest word I was going to be saying. Yeah. So um, to express it. Yeah, the cunt cunt. It's the mouth. Yeah, you're a cunt cunt, which is a mouth. Mm. And so you call them your, your filthy mouth. When people talk about the your mouth. Your filthy mouth hole. <laughs> the mouth from the south. Mm. That's probably the, uh, the vaginal region, isn't it? No way. The mouth from the south. Well, it's not a mouth. <laughs> oh, you're right. You don't eat. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Alistair? You don't eat with a vagina. I Andy. feel a fool. Um. Um, all right. Uh, coriander. Some people think it tastes like soap. Yeah. Right. I think, you know what? I The first time, can I tell you something? Just, I know it's not on the topic of coriander. <laughs> on my great topic. My mom, my mom called me yesterday. First of all, she text, she text, sent me a message th- through Facebook from my dad's account, who's yeah. had some health problems this, e- this year. And the message was just, um, do you have time to talk? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm about to go do a podcast at the Sands Pants, oh, guys. Fuck. And I'm like, oh, I'll just, maybe I'll, like, I mean, I don't know if it's a good idea to get this call. I'm about <clears> to go at <throat> a riff. Yeah. But anyway, I go, I was like, I better call him. I'll call him. He's like, no, it wasn't me. And so then... He's been hacked. Anyway, later on, so I'm like, okay, so it's mom. I'll call her after. I, don't, I imagine it's not as pressing. Uh, I send her a text. And then afterwards, she's like, oh, well, my friend, you know, my friend, uh, she, her, her daughter has a friend from New Zealand, and she does stand-up comedy. And so she asked, she said, oh, I know Alistair, you know, mm. Lynn's son. And then... Um, she goes, oh, yeah, I know that guy. This is the New Zealand comedian. She goes, oh, yeah, I know him. I think we're about the same age. She says, oh, I like him. I think he's very controversial. And then, and then he, has, he has a joke about – I think he, he has jokes like about Hitler and stuff. And, that, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't know if I have that. My mom's like, do you have any controversial things about <laughs> Hitler? I said to my mom, I go, I think I had one joke about Hitler. I said, you know, it's about – Going back in time and about you know whether or not people should go back in time and kill baby Hitler. She goes, well, that's controversial. And I go, I go, yeah, well, but I my solution is that you would go. I would go back in time and I would jerk off his dad. That way, you know, nobody has to. No babies that is have to such die. Such a great joke, by the way. Well, thanks. But the, and that way, everybody's getting something out yeah. of it. You know. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, no, no, you're right. That is a better solution. What is it? What an interesting chain of reactions. You were hearing all of this through your mum, mm. right? That the, a New Zealand comedian knows about you, but knows about you as a controversial comedian. Have they just missed? Have they just got you confused with somebody else? I maybe Anthony Jeselnik or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Rodney Rude. There's a chance that people think that that's controversial, but I just don't think that that joke has even seen enough of the light of day. Mm. It's one of those controversial anti-Hitler jokes. Mm. Yeah, well, that's right. They, I mean, these days it's not that crazy that for mm. somebody to be an outwardly pro-Nazi kind of mm. thing. So maybe they think it's controversial from a Nazi point of view, mm. or maybe they think that I wasn't clear on whether or not I got Hitler's dad's permission to jerk him off. So they think it's a pro-sexual assault. Yeah. So, so then, so you know, that's the that's the problem in there is that maybe I'm not being clear enough. I ask him for his permission right mm. before he has sex with Hitler's mom to to be. Do you refer to her as Hitler's mom? I don't even because talk about from it. his point of view, he's Hitler, isn't he? Hitler's dad. 
and before he has sex with Hitler's mum, Hitler's dad is Hitler. Mm. He sees himself very much as the Hitler well, of that family. I think maybe Hitler's mom might consider herself also the Hitler. The Hitler. <laughs> so what you have is two Hitlers mm. about to have sex, and you come in and you jerk off the male Hitler mm. to prevent a third Hitler from being formed in the womb of the second Hitler. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I see the mom as the first Hitler. Depending, I, I assume she was just older than the dad. Okay, yeah. yeah. This is it's an interesting form of mathematics, isn't it? Like you get two Hitlers. It just makes one Hitler. It makes one Hitler. Well, I guess it makes three Hitlers. I guess it does make yeah. three, yeah. But only one new one. Mm. One plus one equals three. That's Hitler mathematics for you. But, but that's, see, that's what's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what if we were to take to that math and also mix it in with the Alpha Hitler <laughs> alphabet? Um, there, um, wait. Hmm. Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. No, that's okay. Um, you should bring that joke back. Surely that go well. I can bring it in with the story now. Yeah. I'm the controversial guy. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah I, think, I think there's definitely comedy we had from analysing what it is about that that's controversial. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, no one, no one, no one is describing you as a controversial comedian. Literally, it happened days ago. Nobody is doing that. <laughs> it happened days ago from that Nazi New Zealand comedian, <laughs> <laughs> probably, or anti-sexual assault. I think, I think Nazi and New Zealand, like the New New Zealand, is probably the closest to being mm, the word Nazi. NZ. NZ. Hello. Yeah, it's just an A and an I away. <laughs> I, an AI. Artificial intelligence. No, look, this, this is nothing. This is and nothing. I'm not even going to finish. Know, do you know how you pronounce their New Zealand name? A.I. Taroa. <laughs> it's like you've taken out. <laughs> no, I'm just being silly. It's, I don't think there's any eyes in that word. You probably say A. Do they say A? No, that's, that's uh, A-bro. A. Yeah. I-bro. I-bro. Mm. Look, N- I'm not enjoying A-I- this. I'm not enjoying this, N- this waffle. No? No. I mean... It's, it's bad waffle. That's, it's been, what, 25 minutes that we've been in here? Mm. Have you seen the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's I, perfect time to talk about... It's did I, 29 minutes. 29 Alistair. minutes. And it's been pretty waffly, but, you yeah. know, there's some content in there. There's mm. Well, the waffle cone is probably the, um, the superior cone. Right? Sometimes I feel like they only have the other one Just in the, stock. The crunchy, the whatever that is. Whatever the alternative is. It's yeah. sort of like a, it's just wafer, I guess. It's yeah, kind of, wafer. It's like a, like a stamped wafer. Mm. Uh, I feel like they only have that one in stock so that they can charge you more for the waffle one. You're right. You know? Because you just, don't want to be seen getting the wafer cone. Yeah, but also it's just a lesser cone. Mm. You know, and so they... They know that nobody wants it. Mm. The people, kids will put up with it, and the parents will, you know, still inflict it on the kids. Inflict it on the kids, but they only have that there in in store, so that they can upsell you and they can charge mm. you another fifty cents on this. I because you know to go to say like oh four dollars for an ice cream cone, that seems that seems you know mm. reasonable ish. The waffle the waffle cone is um, it's real it's a real status symbol, isn't it? Mm. You know, you got that waffle cone money. What that means mm-hmm. is that you have to f- have fifty cents more than other people. Yeah, but that's what's what's that? That's twenty five percent more mm. on that ice cream. Yeah, 
you know, I wonder if anyone's, you know, putting that on their list of, uh, you know, this is how I paid off my mortgage in eight years, right, and retired by the age of 40. Never bought a waffle cone. No. no, Wafer. No, no, yeah, it's all wafer. No extra guacamole (laughs) on anything, especially my ice cream. (laughs) But I think I I do like the idea that that some billionaire puts that as their number one. (laughs) You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. You know, Warren Buffett. Mm Mm-hmm. Never has never bought a waffle cone. Still drives his old, still drives his old pickup truck. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking that I, I mix up Buffett with the guy who started Walmart. But um, but I think I think Warren Buffett does does drive an old car. Mm. I think that's one of his things. I th- that mechanic's getting paid overtime. Mm, I think I think you know at a certain point keeping an old car on the road mm. costs you more in repairs. That's right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so it's actually really bad financial. Crazy. Uh, it's crazy. He has to keep finding these old parts that are no longer getting manufactured. Mm. He has to buy them from like an antique store. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, antique, just go there. They, they keep all the original uh, tarnish on all the parts mm. and that sort of thing. Um, all right, Buffett. Buffett. All right, now let's talk. Let's talk a little more, Alistair. There couldn't be a better time to, when we're talking about saving money. We're talking about the secrets of the billionaires. I'll tell you, I reckon Warren Buffett, he gets his raises from Harry's. I wouldn't be surprised at all. He goes to harrys.com forward slash think tank. If he had any financial sense. Any analysis at all. Because you get that trial set, Mm -hmm. you know. Even even if he's not regularly with Harry's, I reckon he he should go there right now. Warren, if you're listening. Warren. You, you, Pay attention, Warren. Yes. You go straight. You go straight there, Mm -hmm. right? Where? To harrys.com forward slash think tank, you oh. get yourself that trial set. Do you want me to tell you what's in the trial set? Listeners yeah. of our show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash think tank. They will get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. He can't afford to have dry skin at this age. And a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. This is the thing about the <laughs> easy to grab on the go. Right, you've yeah, got absolutely. the tra- the 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 travel case over the mm-hmm. the the sharp end of your razor. There, you just plunge your hand into the bag with impunity. You grab anything. You're not going to slice your hand open or anything like that. You can't because you've got the travel case. It's a sheath. It's mm. a scabbard. Mm-hmm. I think of it as a scabbard. I have it clipped to my belt. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I think of it as like one of those, you know, like I like a holster. Mm. You know, I clip it to my belt like that, and I slot it in there very quickly. Yep. Uh, why Harry's? Quality durable blades at a fair price. Just two dollars per blade. That's cheaper than what you're paying in the supermarket. Let's be honest. You know that's you're, you're, that's barely the cost of the raw materials being covered there. Mm-hmm. How are they making money on this? It doesn't say. It doesn't it, say how they're making money. I assume it's all a front for something. Who yeah. knows? Profit. Waffles probably. Yeah. Uh, which mean uh, they've cut out the middleman. Probably using some of those precision engineered blades. Right? I reckon they're and shifting the profits you to you. 
That's right. That's the first company. They're that... laundering the profits through the customer. Mm-hmm. Just go, like, why don't you have um, companies? I'm sick of companies taking all the profits. Mm-hmm. What about a, a company that when you buy something, mm. you get some of those profits? And those profits help lower the price of what you're buying. Here's what I'm sick of. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of people creaming money off the top. Mm-hmm. Why can't they take a little bit off the bottom? That's right, or on the side. Everyone's always looking on the top, right? It's the top. Mm-hmm. Take a little money off the bottom. Mm-hmm. Nobody looks there. It's down the bottom. It's yeah, hard right. to get to. Mm-hmm. It's because most of the time you've got to get your fingers dirty. Mm. Nobody's prepared to do that. No, not for cream. Harrys.com forward slash think tank. Start shaving better today. Mm. Start shaving a better today. I love my Harry's razors. Me too. And I love that 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 shaving gel. My God. Yum 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 yum. Yum yum yum. And yum. yum yum gel. I've written down Buffett's an idiot. Old car repairs. Mm. I feel like there's something in that, but I think it's just that idea. Like you could just talk about the economics of it, of uh, continuing to drive an old car and mm. how. I mean, do you think he even is paying? Like he would have a personal mechanic probably who who yeah. surely can't be expecting minimum wage like you're you're this you're the the direct employee of the one of the richest men in the world mm-hmm. just he's paying so much to keep this car on the road, yeah, yeah, maybe he doesn't even keep it on the road, maybe he just has like a little um or a big warehouse that he goes and he drives it around inside there. Mm, round and round in circles. <laughs> in his old car, beeping the horn and shouting. <laughs> Here I come, he shouts. Beep, beep. Get out of my way. And, uh, you know, he does, that, he does that four or five hours a day. It's amazing that's what he's, he's saved, achieved. That's how he's made so much money. Because I guess when you're doing that, you're not spending money, particularly on waffle cones. That's true. Yeah. Sleeping. When you're sleeping, you're not spending money. Mm. Well, I heard somebody refer to the library as being one of the last places that you can go. And not spend money. Not spend money. That's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. What about the bottom of a lake? Mm. What about the rescue teams that, you know, it's kind of costing the state? Sure, and then they're probably going to try and recoup some of that money. But but I'm interested in this uh, bottom of the lake thing. (laughs) Like, you know, I guess you don't spend money there. <laughs> Unless you're camping, then they kind of do mm. get a little bit of money out of you. I think I think what it is is that being at the bottom of the lake, mm. it's hard to survive, right? Sure. You, you know, you probably need oxygen in tanks and that sort of thing, and that costs money to get the yeah. oxygen living, in the tanks. Living is expensive. Dying yeah. is cheap. Is that, is, that, is that a saying? Dying is cheap for you. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, mm. yeah, it is a saying. I've said mm. it. Mm, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everything is really mm. once you've said it. Um, That's the same. What could you do at the bottom of a lake? You know, mm. there's, there's often that kind of like ooziness over the ground. Yeah, you that know, silt kind of that, silt. It's, it's you know, silt, but it's mixed with like algae and stuff like mm. that. It's very slimy and unpleasant. Mm. Even even the actual like seaweed that's in there, I guess, lake mm. weed. Um, is kind of itself covered in a silt. Mm. Have you ever touched, you know, like seaweed is bad enough to touch while you're barefoot, mm. right? But then you, if it's oozy on top, 
the it's it's interesting. The fresh fresh water. Mm. We call it fresh water when you're swimming in fresh water, but it feels dirtier, doesn't it? It's than the, the dirtiest than the of the water. Yeah, like you, you you know you're climbing over the rocks to get in there, and like they're all slimy. They got mm. that algae all over them. Like that's seagrass and stuff. Mm. Sometimes there's just big growths of it that you've got to sort of wade through, yeah, and they stick to your feet. It feels like hopefully with climate change coming yes. through, and the fact that there are going to be lots of. Um, creatures dying and plants and different mm. things like that. It feels like maybe those wetter, those wetter, grosser ones might be some of the first to go. I hope so. And I think maybe there's going to be a few years there where they'll be gone, but other things will be have survived, and it'll be some of the greatest times for humanity. Freshwater swimming, freshwater swimming, <laughs> things like that. You know, just I don't know. There's just a part. There's a chance. It's it's a mm. scenario. Totally. And you could write a book just based in that three year window. So and it would be a, like a, a it's a little utopia, utopia mm. a little utopia window. I think it's going to be warmer. Mm. There's going to be less stuff living in rivers. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, we're going to look back on that as an absolute golden time yeah. of freshwater swimming. Yeah. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like the golden hour right before sunset, you know, sure. right before dark times. That is absolutely just before, just before there's no water at all. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be this beautiful period of mm. perfectly temperatured water, water that doesn't have any, you know, slugs or leeches mm. or moss or yabbies. slime or yabbies, anything that pinches. Mm. Although I feel those, those exoskeletons are going to help them survive in some way. I don't think so. No? No, I think the exoskeletons will respond. I think they'll dissolve when the water gets acidified. Soft, soft shell, shell crabs? Yeah. Yeah, I think mm. all, soon all crabs will be soft shell crabs. Mm. That'll be another part of the golden age. Yeah. All the crabs <laughs> was mate. <laughs> Eat them right out of the sand. So this is a nice, this is, a, this is an ancient blessing. Mm. Or maybe it'll be a future blessing. May all your crabs be soft shelled. Feels yeah. like something they'd say. Well, absolutely, in, yeah, yeah. I don't know the Middle East or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I would love that. Mm. I'd love to go to the Middle East and hear somebody say that. Mm. Maybe in Farsi and then with subtitles. Yeah, I think. Um, I think. I think it, 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 there could well be something in this um, in uh, the golden period of climate change, mm. and I think maybe we should maybe we should be focusing on this. Maybe we should we could work in not in climate change denial. Mm. But in climate change, spin. Enjoyal. Enjoyal. En- yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, just trying to make the most. Because mm. we're going to need, we're going to need to feel good at some point. Mm. And so someone's got to spin it. Is that what you're saying? It's not yeah. spin or it is spin? It is spin. It's mm. spinning, uh, you know, yeah. the, the disaster um, of the climate crisis. Um, I'll tell you the real crisis, not being able to get out of the house fast enough to go and enjoy swimming in a water mm-hmm. hole. Yeah. And so, for example, and so you have a solution for getting out of the house faster? Are you saying no. removing doors? I'm saying that's the only crisis as far as I'm concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything else is good news. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, I mean, if things are dying, there's things that were normally going to bother you. Mm. Flies. Do you think flies will die? Mm. <laughs> or do you no, think, I think the flies. I got a feeling the flies will probably be one of those. Do you think things they're going to thrive on all the dying things? I think it, there's a good chance. I also think, and I hate to mm. 
put a put a dampener on our um, freshwater swimming situation. Yeah. One, I, I think that one of the things that is really going to do very well is probably going to be algal blooms. Yeah, right. With all those fish and sort of things. <laughs> With all in the... sorts of stuff, the warmth and you mm. know all the pest, not pesticides, but all the fertilizer. Think about this. What about this? Rivers. Mm, yes. Brita filters, yeah. but for lakes. Lakes. So that's how we get out all the fish that are dying from the lack of oxygen mm. in the ocean. Okay. Uh, algal blooms, things yeah. like that. We can all grind those up and use those as like fossil fuels or whatever, like that. As the <laughs> sort of, you know, well, just because you have to get rid of them or else it, it'll. Well, be why really why, bad why for sit it. around waiting for them to become fossils mm. when we can just burn them directly? Yeah, and they're dead already. We're not mm. killing them. I mean, some people will just to make the money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll find the the lakes that haven't boiled or whatever, and and uh, and they'll obviously. You know, get all that fish matter and make it straight into the whatever mm-hmm. oil it is. Put it straight into the But we tank. could use that oil to power the jets, or the rockets that get us out of, off of this planet. That'd be so great. Just fill it up. Just like, just make the tallest rocket. Yeah. Fill it with the carcasses of extinct species. Animals. It'll be like Noah's Ark, mm. but all the animals will be dead. <laughs> that, and it'll just be one big rocket. <laughs> All the animals will be dead, and that, that'll just everything that was organic or whatever will just fill it up, and just keep making it as big as we can yeah. until we absolutely can no longer live here. Mm-hmm. And so everything that dies, the longer we stay, the more fuel we'll have, the mm. further along we'll be able to get, mm-hmm. and and then then we'll just go. Soon, last minute, we'll call the last drinks. Yep, you know that's when the booze runs out. Mm-hmm. We'll get up on there, and then just light it. And then just see how far we get. I think uh, I, I do. I do love the idea of a Noah's Ark spaceship, where all mm. the animals are being used as biofuel right. to uh, to blast it into uh, into a new solar system where uh, things are uh, things are better. I, I assume this has been discussed on the uh, in you know in comedy before, but the idea of eating the animals on Noah's Ark. Mm. Do you know that it wasn't actually two of every animal? Yeah, that some animals they had. He had like I think it was fourteen or something like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, so like domesticated animals, like um, like sheep and that sort of thing. Mm. He had he had more than the two of every animal. Yeah, right. I didn't know that about that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's in the Bible. Seems like it would be amazing that he managed to fit all of them in there. It does does seem unlikely, doesn't Did it? Did he have all the Galapagos animals? That's the other question, isn't mm. it? That like, how did he get them from all over the globe? Yeah. And how did the how did the land animals from islands mm. get to him? Yeah, I guess it starts to kind of break down a little bit, doesn't it? In some ways, yeah. yeah you're you're sort of you're left in a, with more questions than answers because it kind of almost implies that what he thought was maybe all animals mm. shows you that they had a limited knowledge of the diversity of all animals in the world due to their inability to travel long distances mm. and get, gain that extra knowledge so that they could yeah. think that they had a one of one of every two of mm. everything or 14 of everything mm. uh, and then makes you think well then why wasn't God giving them that that information almost mm. like God anyway I don't want to start an atheist thing here. <laughs> Yeah, but it just but maybe God isn't able to tramp, you know, go to go to islands. Maybe he can only travel over land. Maybe he can hover. It's like one of those like. <laughs> <laughs> I 
he can only hover over land or something. And so then once he comes to the water, he gets trapped as well. Yeah. That's interesting. God mm. God can't swim? Yeah, or God's perception can only go as... Or God only sees through the eyes of the people he's connected to. Mm. And so as far as they can go, that's as far... So he's all-knowing. Mm. You know, he's like, like the Borg. He can sort of see through the eyes of all of the people who believe in him. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever hypothesized that God is like the Borg well, before. Well, yeah, he's, like, you know, he's like the Borg queen or yeah. whatever from that Star, Star Trek, Trek movie. Uh, so he can see through all of them. But as far as they can go, that's as far as he can go. So he can't know what's going on, you know, in a fishing vessel from China that's out, out at sea. Mm. Like that going, who are those weirdos over there on the land looking through binoculars? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I, uh, I like it. You know, that's how you can tell, like, where the origins of languages and stuff come from, is that you look at the words... Like, you know, or, or whatever. You look at the these dead languages or these languages that mm. people used to speak. And you look at all the common all the, Well, all the words that they had for like, animals and different things like that. And you go, well, what what places had these? Like, you know, it's like if a word, place had a, uh, had a name for bees, for example, then you know that they weren't, like, east of these mountains because it was too cold beyond there for, it, for them, for there to be bees. And mm. so you know that they weren't. I tried to tell someone this at a party once, mm. right? I was at a party mm. talking to uh, to a, a, a girl that I'd just met mm. and a guy that I knew a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had heard this about language, right? Mm-hmm. And I tried to tell them this. The girl was studying linguistics and she laughed in my face as if it was a ludicrous suggestion that you would be able to do this. And maybe I expressed it poorly, mm. but I felt, I felt it was very unfair she might have been first year. and That's my uh, phone. She might have been first year and hadn't found out yet about these kinds of things. It's probably And what she it felt was. very superior. Whereas I had seen an article online or maybe even a headline. Andy, I can, I can assure you that it's very real, that people can do that. Thank you. I feel better now. And now I'm I need to track down this woman from this party mm. and uh, this make man, her apologise. This man tracked me down the other day who I met at a party. <laughs> Fifteen years ago. <laughs> Um, Shall we go through the sketches? Oh, no, we've got to do some uh, words from a listener. Three words from a listener. I'm sorry. I feel like I've been a bit distracted the second half of this podcast. I thought my my mind was wandering. Where has it been? What's it been on? I don't know. I just just wasn't able to latch on to anything that we were talking about. You're thinking about your children? No, definitely not. I guarantee that that wasn't it. uh, Do you think that you've started to have too many children? Started to. Mm. Do you think? Because, I mean, your children are becoming more every day. That's right. Yeah, they are more life. They're more life, mm. and you take those lives um, usually where you go. Like you, you can, you can't clone people. No, right? But you. you well, you ca- can, I think. Well, you but, probably can, right? Mm. But what if you just took a finger off somebody? Yeah. Do you okay. think that you could keep that finger alive in a jar? jar like, do you finger. think with all the technology that mm. we have at the moment, mm-hmm. and you kept that fi- finger alive in a jar? Yeah. What would that, would that, is that still part of that person? Like, is that still, I don't know. Could you, Are they could you, then in two different places, that person? My question is, could you take that finger and sort of attach it to like a toad? Yeah, okay. And could the toad sort of keep it alive, but just kind of hop around with just one finger or one finger on each hand? Yeah, okay. Like that, human finger, mm. like that. 
That's a good question. I mean, because it seems more likely because it's attached to a life attached system. To a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think floating in water, I mean, it, unless it was like, you know, in a jar or whatever, unless it was forming roots and starting to like <laughs> sort of absorb carbon. I think from if you the put air. it in cotton wool or something, yeah. eventually it's, it'll form yeah. little roots and it'll. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. I don't know. I mean, maybe you could attach it to a carrot that can stay alive for a long time or a carrot that is sustaining from roots and then you could get something from it. Right. Can we. You're saying that we could maybe graft a finger onto a carrot? It would be interesting to try. <laughs> it would be interesting to try and get funding to be allowed to try to do something like that. Do you think we, you and me, if we have, you know, we have trouble, not that we've tried very much, but to get arts funding, that can be hard. Yeah. But do you think we could try to do our art, art, mm. um, by doing sci- by getting science funding? This is really good, mm. right? There is, there's, there, let's let's just find whatever the grey area is mm. between science and art, and let's just get a little bit of science funding. Mm. Maybe a, do a bit of science. Maybe get some co-production money from Comedy Central. Mm. Right? People are always only thinking. I think down one sort of angle. Right? They're thinking, oh, yeah. I need to get uh, TV funding for a TV show. No, get a little bit of TV funding. Do a co-production with um, the mm-hmm. neuroscience See, department. That's do right. the, microbiology or something like mm-hmm. that and then get something that's in the middle yeah and then it's much harder to prove that you did it wrong because whenever they're like well the science on this isn't very good you'll just say well that's part of the art yeah exactly that's the art part mm. art part art part is there anything in this finger thing it's not a sketch is it mm. I mean is it uh, it was probably just as much a sketch as anything else we've written I mean about. I love I mean it's season two Andy yeah <laughs> season two I think you know a lot of these ideas really come to life in post, mm. which is, which what a lot of people would call pre. Mm. You know, when you write it, when the actual, like well, yeah, we've we've shifted what post means. Mm. Yeah, post post idea. Shifting the posts. Mm-hmm. All right, so three three words today. Who do you think? Who do you think is sent in three words? Is it Tyler Ferro? No. Uh, is it Ellie Durkin? No. Oh. Uh, is it your mum? My mum? Yeah. No. Okay. Is it your mum? No. How do you know? That's a good question. I don't want my mum to listen to the podcast. Yeah. She used to listen sometimes when it first started coming out. Yeah, seven years ago. But I feel like we talk more about penises and stuff now than we did back then. And you don't think your mum could handle that? No. I think your mum would handle it. I think your mum probably, if it was on television and people were talking about them... She'd have a great time. Yeah, maybe you're right. You know, I think you've got to allow your mom to be a, an adult woman now. She's, she's an adult woman now. She's all grown up. She's becoming a woman. <laughs> no, uh, so it's not your mom or my mom. It is Zachary Steinkamp. That is a gr- fantastic name. Mm-hmm. Or it could be Steinkamp. Mm, sure. I don't know. Steinkamp. Well, I don't know what that means. Well, it's a bit. It rhymes a bit with Mein Kampf. Yes, I know that. Hitler's book. Yeah. No, I don't. I know what that is. Um, I just was like, because Kampf in that is my. What does it my mean? My struggle. My struggle. So Kampf mm. is struggle because I guess mine. Yeah, I so. Mine is probably my. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Sometimes I feel like this about other languages. Mm. Like they, I was listening to a podcast where they read something out in Latin and then they said the translation. I was like, I could have worked that out. Yeah. Right. Well, like a, you don't, work right. was laborum, and I'm yeah. like, well, that's obvious. 
Yeah, no, I, I think you're People right. People treat Latin like it's this big, hard thing to learn. No, it's all. It's you get it's it. Just, it's just sort of gobbledygook, you know. But yeah. you can like you can see the words. It's just in longer. There. Yeah. It's just a it's a long version. And they of put English. a lot of ums on things, but that's just hesitation. Mm-hmm. I hear you. They're lacking confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Zachary Steinkamp, thank you so much for sending in that, and for your pledge mm. to the Patreon. Um, anybody who wants to pledge can do that. Helps, especially during these long, dry periods of unemployment. Mm, the drought. Um, all right. First word is. You want to try and guess what the first word is? Rubberize. God, you're so far off. <laughs> Ru- there was two words. <laughs> rubberize. Rubberize. To rubberize something to make it rubbery. No, you were saying rubber eyes. Oh, I was. Okay. Okay. First word is haberdashery. Second word. Do you want to have a have a guess? Um, which? No. <laughs> it's Quetzalcoatl. Oh, okay. Quetzalcoatl, the Quetzalcoatl. Um, the Aztec uh, lizard god. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to try and guess what the third one is? Oh, okay. Um, no. Does it start with an N? No. Okay. No. Well, then uh, I'll say powder finger. Ugh. Schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Haberdashery, Quetzalcoatl, schizophrenia. God, Andy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, okay. Haberdashery, is, as I understand it, is sort of making clothes and that sort of thing. Is that right? I believe so. I feel like trying to make clothes for Quetzalcoatl, the mm. feathered lizard god of the Aztec people, would be a great way to get schizophrenia. So you think, okay. <laughs> or do you think it would be a sign of schizophrenia? Yeah, you're right. I guess unless it, the person was real. Mm. So if somebody is making clothes for them, knowing that Quetzalcoatl is real. Mm. But then partway through it, they get admitted to a patriarchal system of mental health. This is set in the 1940s. Mm, where where women's emotional responses to things are pathologized. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. But I think also doctors are kind of... They, they're, they ha- they're acting as like father figures who know what's best and also that they, they have total control over you. Right. So this is sort of around the Marilyn Monroe kind of period where like she ended up moving in with and then maybe marrying her... Psychologist or something. It's a real weird, weird time. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Just like just like a professional dad. Professional dad. That's what a psychology degree used to be, and that's was the golden age. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> For being a psychologist. That's why so many uh, psychologists have beards and smoke pipes? That's right. That's the uniform mm-hmm. of a professional dad. That's right. These days, I think a, a scientist, I mean, a psychologist is more like an uncle. Mm. Someone you don't really necessarily have to listen to. Yeah. And you can consult your family and yeah. things like that. If and they, maybe they're a little bit fun. They can be fun. That's yeah. what happens now because they, you know, we all have uncles with specialist knowledge. Now, people get become psychog- psychologists, mm. I imagine, to help people because they want to help people. Mm. But, like, at least some pe- percentage of that. Mm reason that they become psychologists has to be because you get to listen to some fucked up shit, right? Like, mm. it's basically gossip, Yeah. right? You are, you're in a position where people pay you mm-hmm. to tell you their gossip. 
Yeah. What an amazing scam. But, but also the juicy stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's real juicy. It's real juicy. It's like the stuff that was so juicy, yeah. it's done them psychological harm. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then it's almost like a curse, mm. right? Because the genie who you wish to know everybody's gossip mm-hmm. then said, ah, but you can't tell anybody. Yeah. That's a shame. That's a shame. And then you go... And then it said, also said, and you'll get secondary trauma from hearing all these stories. Oh, and you'll have to take time off, which you love, though. So it's oh, a mixed okay. bag of things. Um, is there a sketch in there? there? There is something in there somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like the idea, though, just to step back one second, of, mm-hmm. of a professional dad, right? Yeah. To someone who oh, you could, you know, clear. you could go and you can pay them by the hour to be your dad, um, and it's it's only, I guess, within the the boundaries of their office or something like mm. that. Yeah, but, uh, in the dad zone. Yeah. Once, once you enter the dad zone, they are your dad. Mm. And I mean, it could be a the living... dad zone before. I'm not sure. Getting dad zoned. <laughs> My kids have really dad zoned me yeah. recently. Um, I mean, that could happen even in sort of mm. you know you're dating, mm. and then you realize that. Um, somebody that you're trying to see romantically, mm. they've just dad zoned you mm. and they've started treating you, you know, you thought it was moving towards a romantic mm. thing, but they've started treating you like they've started borrowing money from you <laughs> <laughs> and they started asking for permission to go and to the... And resenting you. Yeah, and resenting you, started having to ask permission to go to the sort of uh, the, the, the playground or the... Rebelling um, against you? Rebelling against you and and... But then also... Coming to you sometimes when somebody's bullying them, mm. you know, entrusting you with um, certain information but not others mm. that they think might be too revealing. Um, less they they fear lest you may judge them. I think uh, it's interesting that the friend zone. We only really traditionally think of like the friend zone as being something that you don't want to be put into because you are trying to get into this the bone zone. Sure, but um, but the friend zone presumably is is something that you could really want to get into, right? Like you might mm. you've like, I want to be friends with this person. I want to get into the friend zone, mm-hmm. but also presumably, like you could be aiming for a different zone, like a business associate zone, mm-hmm. and then wind up in the friend zone. Yeah, that could be problematic. I mean, but sometimes you could be attempting to get into the friend zone, mm. and then you get business associated zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, or, you know, you might get, you know, in weirder circumstances, people could be, you know, become postman zoned yeah, or something like that. You were trying to become friends with this person, but then... You end up being their postman? Po- post person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how that... I mean, there's just, you know, this is a, somebody talking about the various... Because, uh, I mean, friend zoned obviously is not... This is such a, it's such a weird complainy kind of idea mm. uh, because in the end... Friends is all we really have. Even somebody who you become lovers with. Mm, in the end, in the end, you know, when when all that lust and stuff fades away, what you got yourself is just a long-term friend. A real quality friend, a highly yeah. accessible, mm-hmm. very local. Very local. Friend. Yeah. Is there a movie called The Postman? I, I'd be amazed if that's still up for grabs. Because really, the the lawnmower man, that mm. movie, the lawnmower man, really should have been called the postman, right? And instead of mowing people's lawns, 
he should have been a postman. Mm. Because when he transcends into that sort of weird cyber human thing, he is postman. Right, and then there I would have, have no been idea a. This movie is. Oh, there's a movie called The Lawnmower Man yeah. about a guy who is. I think he's a bit mentally handicapped, and he mows people's lawns. But then some scientist does experiments on him, and he becomes like a super genius, weird, dimensionally mm. transcendent. I haven't seen the film. Yeah, but it should have been called The Postman because he really becomes, you know, transhuman postman man. Mm. Yeah, and then there would have been a pun in that, and that's what makes a good film. Hey, Why isn't there an Oscar for best title? You know when I've told you about uh, dimensions and I've been like, I'm pretty sure scientists for for scientists, dimensions or physicists or whatever, dimensions is just like, you know, like up, down, left, mm. right, those kind of dimensions. I saw a physicist say this. Well, I mean, he was explaining it to a five-year-old yeah. or, or eight-year-old. Like but he was like, yeah, basically, it's the number of dimensions is the amount of numbers that you need to describe a location Mm. So, like, let's, if we say there are twelve dimensions or whatever, yeah, then it, you know, like, so let's say in a three D thing, you go, or in a one D thing, let's mm. say along a line, you go, oh, well, I just need to tell you, I'm fourteen centimeters in that line. That's one dimension, yeah. And then the two, you know, that anyway. So twelve, it is just dimensions like that. Whereas people always talk about, you know, going to another place, a parallel dimension, mm. that sort of thing. Well, but but how does that apply? But I think when people talk about going to a different place, they're talking about the many worlds interpretation of like quantum uh, possibility and that sort of thing. That means mm. that every decision or every event that could go two ways, mm. some in some sense, each of those things exists yeah. uh, in parallel dimensions. When and I think when we're talking about that, we're not actually talking about the numbers to define no, a of course. But I think space in my space and time. I guess my comment was just about how. When we hear a physicist talk about dimensions mm. and we say, oh, they found a new dimension. Right, sure, sure, sure. Or something like that. Yeah. People always go, oh, mm. well, when really should they have gone, oh. <laughs> 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 you know. well, well, then every piece of science news should be prefaced by a little sound bite like mm. that. Yeah. Which sort of tells you at sort of what level you're supposed to respond to mm -hmm. it. Is this a whoa? Or is this a, eh. Yeah. I, think, uh, I, I mean, guess that's sort of what emojis are for, but with but sound. Of, but of course, uh, websites, they get all their clicks off of you thinking that it's a, whoa, when really it's a, oh. Yeah. Um, now, look, do you think professional dad and getting dad zoned, which is two separate sketches, mm. count as fitting into Mr. Steinkamp's? Quetzalcoatl? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, all Zachary, a person with two amazing names, mm -hmm. has given us three words that absolutely are on par with the two names of Zachary Steinkamp. Great. What a, what a feast of consonants and vowels. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, are you saying that these two sketches are fit? Absolutely they are. Because it just has to be inspired by. Inspired by, Alistair. I thought I would have made this clear by now. Andy, Sometimes I just need a reminder. Thank you. Every one of my epiphanies needs to be re-epiphanized. Mm. Here we go. I'm going to take you through the sketches for this week. Double dirty I'm becomes not, I'm wholesome. Not looking forward, I'm not looking forward to hearing some of these. <laughs> <laughs> Double dirty becomes wholesome. Double dirty. 69-69 is just mm. a kiss on the lips. Um, I think that's it. When we got ital uh, italicizing the leaning tower of... Pizza. That's basically, it's just, um, I mean, that's 
what we're saying that happened to them. But I mean, really, it was just based off the idea that italicizing. Mm. I think that there must actually be a connection to that. There, can, there isn't, Alistair. There isn't. When they talk about italicizing things, they're not referring to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. No. They're, retur- they're referring to something to do with Italy. Mm. Maybe because something away the way the, the way that like handwriting was taught in Italy or something like that, or the way they wrote some shit. I don't I don't know, but it won't be the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I I bet you one hundred dollars. God, I could really use this money. But wait, do I have to? No. Okay. No, Phew. I will just give you a hundred dollars. All right. I, no, I you... bet you my share of this latest <laughs> Patreon, uh, oh. <laughs> buddy. All right. Well, I don't know. If this I can... podcast is just getting interesting. <laughs> We've monetized it within the podcast yeah. now. We pay each other for being wrong about shit. Well, Andy pays me, and I don't have to gamble. Um, all right, then we have take a life, which mm. is have a life and bring it around with you. Yeah, you know, and it's a new and campaign. that's a sketch. It's a new campaign for exercising and things like mm-hmm. that. Because exercising and and is is uh, and and getting the the joy from sport is what means that you have a life, and it means that you're out and about moving around, taking that life with you. Now, in computer games, you can have multiple lives, right? And that mm-hmm. means that if you die, you get to have another chance, mm-hmm. right? We should do that in real life, right? Now, obviously, we can't actually make people die and come back and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. but let's just have an honesty system whereby anytime somebody's going to kill you, right, mm-hmm. you have a little thing like on your wrist or whatever that just like says how many lives you've got left. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to kill you and you've still got lives left, you can show them and say, well, actually, I've got lives left. I'll just cross out one of these. You don't kill me. Mm-hmm. And then, I'll, you know, you can have another go later on at killing me. That's nice, yeah. What if they go, I'm going to just kill you six times now? They're not allowed. There's there's like a thirty seconds or something where they're allowed to let, they have to let you go oh, and great. respawn. We call it respawning. Basically, yeah. that just means they let you run away mm-hmm. to somewhere and where you can hide forty meters away. Okay. <laughs> oh, what if you're a little kid and they're a grown adult? Well, could... that's not good for you, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but then they can still be arrested for each one of those killings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Phew. Let's each hope... killing still counts as a, a murder. Great, and they have to do like twelve life sentences. Yeah, we got. But they have twelve lives, so they might still get out. Um. Yeah. Great. <laughs> there's twelve. Uh, no, sorry. There's ice cream waffle cone avoidance of billionaires. So the mm. that's what the reason that billionaires are rich is because they never go for the waffle. This is cone. exactly my kind of idea, which is a boring and b <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is like that kind of shit is exactly where my mind goes when I'm like, "What's a great sketch idea?" Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, no, but I think and then I hear it back and I hate myself. No, but it's a detail in a bigger thing, you okay. know. And those are important. Thank you. They're ideas. All, that's all I want to be from life is to be a detail in a bigger thing. And important. Yeah. Uh, Universally adored. Then I've just wrote Buffett. Buffett's an idiot. Old car repairs mm-hmm. and how. It would just cost them so much more to keep these old cars, mm. these old billionaires who think it's like, oh, I just still drive the old pickup truck. Mm. I assume. Look, maybe it's genuinely really cheap. Nah. Uh, then we got this climate change spin. We need the people who are in here, you know, trying to spin 
climate change so that people can still feel good because there's a, there's going to be a real deficit of feeling mm. good. Well, we're going to run out of hope, right? Mm. And once climate change is unavoidable, utterly unavoidable, mm. which it may already be, right? We could be totally fucked and we probably are. But like once everybody accepts that, mm. then all the people who have been campaigning against, you know, trying to get us to stop climate change, what's left for them? Well, now they're going to have to we're going to have to try and turn things around and be like, well, now this is the reality. Mm. What's some good stuff we can get excited about? Yeah, great. Freshwater swimming. Uh, Noah's Ark rocket where all the animals are dead and fuel. That's to escape this planet Mm -hmm. and just use everything we've got as fuel to potentially get us to the next planet. Then we got professional dad. That's when you... Um, and then pay by the hour. Pay by the hour. He'll be your dad. Throw a ball. Throw a ball. Uh, you know, ignore you while he's reading the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. um, cook a cook a ravioli like a. On, it only happens in in the office. So like he's not going to come around and fix your guttering or something like that. You can take along a little bit of guttering with you, mm. and he'll help you fix it in the office. Oh, but yeah. it all takes place in the office. He works from home. It's a you go visit your dad. Yeah, kind of thing. And instead of saying, tell me about your mother, he says, how's mum? Yeah. <laughs> how's mum? I think I, I could I could make money doing this. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll start putting an ad on Gumtree. I'll be your dad for an hour. I think you might get some interesting... I think I'd like that. Okay, great. Yeah. And then getting dad zoned, trying mm. to date somebody. What's great is if you're a lady... And you get dad's own. And you get dad's own. That's exciting. See? <laughs> he just I think that, I think he bought be, me socks. I think this would be a great, I think this could be a great, like, this would be an episode of Seinfeld. Mm. Elaine gets dad's own, mm-hmm. right? She th- thinks she's dating a guy, and then suddenly he starts asking her to help out with things around the house mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And before you know it, she's in the dad's own. Yeah. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's treating me like I'm his dad. You got dad's owned. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who, which character that was supposed to be. Drinking a lot of... <laughs> you got dad's owned. You're in the dad's own. Was that Banya? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I was trying to be Jerry, but I don't know what Jerry says. That's okay. Like. You got dad's owned. A ring-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding-ding. Ring-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding-ding. <laughs> with a ring on my ding and a ding and my ring. Ring, ring, ring. A ring-a-ding-ding. Ring-a-ding. <laughs> Ring, 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 a ding, ring, a ring, ring, ring. Somebody answer that phone. Um, thank you so much for um, listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, I think we're still recovering from 200 yeah, in some I, way. No, I'm, I'm recovering from something. I had two beers last night. Did you? Yeah, no. they were quite strong. I got beer that was $21 off for a six-pack. Wow. Yeah. So How much was it? It was $17. <laughs> So what but they it was were a like... Sierra Nevada, this expensive mm. one they've got, right? And it was $21 off, more than 50% off beer. Anyway. But it was it's very, an unbelievably nice. expensive. Yeah. Uh, so it's like that was for a six-pack or yeah, for a... for a six-pack. Really, it was like when you buy it regularly, it feels like it's $21 on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a beer the other day that was um, there was a $32 for a, for a four-pack. And then, but then they didn't have any four packs, so they only had the standard. They just had one can left, mm. and it was eleven dollars for just a regular can. Mm. But it's one of the best beers I've ever had. It's the Balter 
Um, hazy ale. The hazy, yeah, the daisy. Eleven dollars for an. Yeah, but you know, it's genuinely like, it's like a craft beer doesn't just taste like craft beer because mm. most craft beer does just taste like it, like it, just the same thing. Mm. Really hoppy, bit passion fruity. And just out of interest, Elsa, have you been paid any money by the Bolter Company recently? I did an ad for them recently. <laughs> But it was like it wasn't this huge. It was a three month thing. But yeah. if you guys would go to Balter, the Balter Brewing Instagram, we'll, maybe we'll link to that below. Yeah, the Balter Brewing Instagram. Me and Nick Capper did an ad, uh, three ads for them, where mm. I am a sort of a comedy dumb actor. In it. Anyway, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. I'm at Alistair TB. We're at Two in Tank. You can yeah. review us on iTunes. We would like that. We love that. You can support us on Patreon. I recently did an episode of Shusher that you can go back on. And you recently did some Sans Pants Radio stuff as well. Would you like I've, to plug that? I've done some Sans Pants Radio stuff, but I think it won't come out for a few weeks. Okay, sure, But sure, I've sure. done three episodes all up now. Yeah. I've done a, 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 the Death Star, the, the Plumbing Death Star. Mm. I've done a Shut Up a Second, and I've done a Jackson Bailey Spooks, Spooks America. America, but that's a, that's a bonus one. There's some really uh, fun content out there. There's and Alistair, you've been on fire recently. You were funny on every everything you that's, go on. That's very, very nice. Andy, you're funny on everything you Thank go you on. Thank you very much. Endlessly. <laughs> um, and uh, and you carry this podcast, Andy. You carry it. I don't think On that true. weak back of yours. Yeah. I actually think I've got a good back. No, you do have a good back. I've been trying to fuck up my back. Can't and do I, it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, this is like that time I tried to take up smoking yeah. and trying to fuck up your back. Whenever I lift anything, I tell people I'm going to lift with my knees, but I don't even really know what that means. I just bend over at my waist mm. and I pick it up with my back. I think that's picking it up every with your back. single yeah. time. I don't, yeah, lifting with your knees. That's not real. That's a myth. Mm, yeah. <laughs> when have knees ever lifted anything? Uh, nothing. And uh, we, we love, love you. you. Harrys.com forward slash think tank. This podcast is. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.